Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh, wow. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Um, man, do we have a great show for you tonight. Um, you know, before I jump off and talk about the show, um, as I always do, I love to thank all of you for um, everything that you do, all the ways that you connect with us and the many, many ways that we get to connect with you. So we want to thank you so, so incredibly much because without all of you guys, we would not be here. And as I've mentioned, we are going on our 10th year. This is a pivotal year for us, and we are marking it by by preparing to do some really cool things later on in the year. January of 2014, for those of you are, that are out there, we're actually going to be celebrating our 10th year uh, on one of our flagship stations out of Seattle, and that is going to be a big Party. So I want to welcome all of you to the show. Um, for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, the show that was actually named by the listeners. It certainly wasn't the, the show name that I gave it. And so thank you for the listeners to be a whole lot smarter than I was about this. I have to tell you, it is um uh, this is my third interview for the day uh, so far today, and I also do three on Thursday. And, uh, I, you know, many people say to me, you know, what is it about what you do that, I mean, how come you don't get tired? I mean, how come, you, you know, you, you don't get bored? And so I, I'll tell you why I don't. It's because of people like my guest tonight, you know, Jennifer Matson joining me here on the show today. You know, it's because I get to chat with her. Uh, and talk about what it means to live this life from the point of view of promises. And that's what this book is about, living the promises, coming to life on the road to recovery. You know, and what do I want to say? Uh, you know, what do I want to say about her? Award-winning author, speaker, success coach, and, you know, the journey, and this is something she and I, yeah, we got a couple things in common here. Boy, I'll tell you. I don't know what kind of stories we're going to talk about, but how do you go like she did from that road, that road to recovery from addiction, um, you know, to this place in life where she not only has been informed about life, but she now is informing people. She's the writer for theconversation.com and has mentored at-risk youth and coached Fortune 100 executives because you know why? 
that's what you do when you're on the road to recovery. Uh, living in Denver, she's uh, joining us here from uh, the Big Apple. And more importantly, somebody that is absolutely crazy passionate about her work. And so there's something so cool that I get to do when I get to have conversations like this with people like my very special guest. And for those of you out there, you're going to hear the term living the promises over and over and over again tonight because they have special meaning. And you're going to hear why. Jennifer, thank you for joining us here. Uh, it's so great to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Pat. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for that lovely, lovely introduction, and congratulations on the upcoming 10 years. I know. It's, it's crazy good, isn't it? It's awesome. It's really wonderful. Okay, i got a burning question for you. This is my first question out of the gate. This is a tough one, too. I'm going to warn you. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. What kind of motorcycle do you ride? Oh, <laughs> I, I have a Suzuki Boulevard C50, which is an 800cc uh, cruiser uh, named Pearl. Nice. So nice. When I bought that motorcycle, it was more about what she looked like than I didn't even know how to ride, really. I'd just taken the safety class two weeks prior, and it was like, I love this. I need one of these. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, you know, isn't it funny? I bet you didn't think I pay I pay any attention to uh, anything that these people send me. Well, guess again, you're wrong. And I actually read I was going to say I've never been asked that one. <laughs> um, you know, when when Linda Linda is my producer, you know, she is actually the brains behind this in terms of the people that show up on air with me, and she's been my friend for forty years, and um. And so when we came across, uh, you know, your book, and certainly we get a ton of books from uh, Red Wheel and so forth, and, but, and, and, and actually we've been getting quite a few amazing ones lately. But when we came across this book, you know, Linda said to me, how do you feel about doing this interview? How do you feel about doing an interview about, you know, recovery? And and what that means about the ongoing journey of recovery, you know, is that something that you're going to be able to talk to her about? And I said, well, I, 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 okay, tell me more about the question. She said, your story and her story are 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 quite parallel. And I said, yeah, and that's what makes this more exciting for me to be able to talk with you about it. Because I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, the parallels would be the very parallels. Nice. Yeah, parallels. because honestly, I never thought I'd be sitting here ten years doing a radio show, let alone you know sitting straight up in my chair. So, <laughs> right? You see, you're laughing. I I knew you knew you would know that. Um, yeah. But let's talk about this for a minute. I mean, you've probably done a million interviews. You are considered in the world. You're considered a success. And I guess the question that I want to ask you, what do you attribute your success to? I mean, I just award-winning author, speaker, success coach, and here we have a book in our hand where you openly are talking about recovering from addiction. What is the key to your success? Um, fantastic question, and I would tell you that right off the top of my head and what prompted me to write the book and write it in the way that I did is 
that, you know, my story is that I am in recovery from addiction for 27 some odd years. Great. But the power in that story is the people along the way that have seen so much more potential for me than I could see for myself, certainly in the beginning, and who loved me, who loved me and believed in me until I could love myself, who kept saying, there's more in you, there's more for you, there's more impact that you can have, believe me until you believe it. And I mean, those are people uh, in recovery and out along the way who've said, go for it, do it. You have the miracle, you have the opportunity. And, and that's why I said you and I have uh, similar stories, um, because I was so honored about all of the people that showed up like like they showed up for you that mm-hmm. I created a website um, and created um, call to connection angels pay it forward angels because I did mm. a dedication about the people in my life that were there for me you know looking back what some of them did and I recorded that because you know that is such it's so amazing that you can be where you are now having this conversation with me from an absolutely amazing state of grace. And pure, pure grace. No, pure no grace. doubt about it. Pure, pure grace. grace. And, you know, what I love about these conversations is I hear a lot of people talk about grace. But you really get to know grace after you've ended up in some alleyway because you couldn't mm-hmm. stand up straight. And, and so, you know, let's talk about this for a minute. Let's talk about the journey. What was it that snapped for you? And I say snapped, and I don't know if it was a snap, but what was that moment, that tipping point, that moment of pure, and I have to say pure judgment about your life that enabled you to make a decision to change it? Well, you know, like anything, it's um I, I re- reference often that it was a divine concert of grace and opportunity. It certainly wasn't through any um, conscious thought process on my, I mean, not relative to the circumstances. I was 23 years old. I was back in college at the um, urging of my parents and my stepmom, and because they saw how far down the path of addiction that I had gone, but they didn't really know how to name it. Even though my mom had gotten sober the year before I did, Mm. we were still in enough of a disconnect that she knew it was a problem for me. She didn't know how much. And so when she and my dad and my stepmom said, you know, how would you like to go back to school? This is after uh, a really horrible attempt at trying to be a professional dancer in New York, which is hard to do when you're so messed up on everything that you get just far enough to get a call back on Broadway and you're too wasted to show up for it. Or if you can show up for it, you don't make... I never made the next step. I got so close and everything was destroyed and destroyed and destroyed. And so they said, let's get her back to school and get her away from Florida where I grew up and get her away from the bad influence, except I went with me. And I made all of these grand... You know, I knew when I went back to college that I had this new opportunity, like some level I knew. But what I did with the information then was, um, okay, well, I'll negotiate my addiction. I'll only do light drugs and light drinking during the week, and I'll save the heavy stuff for the weekend and, you know, just that kind of crazy thinking. And 
and that lasted for about two weeks, and then it accelerated. And it was I was a 24-7 user by that time. Anyway, it accelerated even worse. And so what happened, like the tipping point, if you will, was it was a small series of things. I'd been at a friend's house the night before, um, no particularly dramatic thing, except that I was still being an idiot, and she threw me out and said, don't come back until you can be um, a normal human being. I've probably stolen something from her again. And and so I went home and, and whined the whole way about how mean my friends were, and they didn't understand me. And I woke up the next morning with the worst sickness, and it was beyond the physical sickness. It was that soul sickness that was just empty and horrible and I was in college, and I called my mom. And because, again, on some level, I, I, I knew that because of her own recovery, I, but I wasn't asking for help from me. What I said was, my friends drink too much, and I don't want to drink anymore. And so my mother, being the smart uh, cookie that she is, said, um, how about Al-Anon, honey? Because then you can understand a little bit about how I drank and how your friends are and and I thought, well, that's perfect. I'll go figure everybody else out, and then I'll be okay. And so mm-hmm. for the next several days, I continued to drink. I continued to use while I set up this appointment to go to this Al-Anon meeting. And in the meantime, my sneaky mother sent me this brochure called Young People in Recovery. It lists these 20 questions. If you can answer yes to these 20 questions, chances are you've got issues with alcohol and such. And I... Literally, that was my first burning bush moment. I sat on the edge of my bed and in the dorm, and I read this pamphlet, and I answered the questions, and I added some, and I cried my living eyeballs out because it, that was the realization. That was the dawn of realization. That was the, oh, my goodness, this is me, not everybody else. Called the same people back, same little club, and said, I need a meeting for me, not for some, you know, not Alan on, and we kind of chuckled a little and said, okay, come an hour earlier than what we told you. Yeah. So I walked into my first recovery meeting two days later and um, haven't picked up since. Well, and this is what I love about this, because, uh, you know, I think when you, we spend time and we take a look at our lives and, you know, we we do something like you're you're doing, where you come out, you've got a great book, and we're going to talk about the book in a minute, and you're saying, look, this is what I have said yes to in my life, and this is a story that I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell it from a sense of well-being. You know, from a sense of confidence. And I, and that's what I love about this book. And, and I want to talk about this for a minute. You know, living the promises, coming uh, to life on the road to recovery. And what I was so wonderfully surprised to find when I turned the page, especially after you so beautifully acknowledge all of the people that have helped you or, you know, on this journey, was the promises. And for those folks that don't know what the promises are, I want to stop for a minute and I want to talk about them. Because, you know, I remember, and I don't know if you remember, but I remember early, early in the days, you know, for me, you know, I happened to be part of a community, you know, sobriety community in New York, um, actually close to uh, where Emma, where High Watch was, and so mm. I got like this double dose of uh, the promises, and then Emma Curtis Hopkins. 
which honestly, oh, wow. back then, it was I was clueless. You know, today I study Emma Curtis Hopkins because it's just fun. But let's talk about the promises because you wrote them in the front of the book, and and I don't think we talk about them enough. And I was so pleased to see them and read them and read it out loud. From your point well, I, of view, yeah, t- tell yeah. us about when things. I um. When, again, when I decided to write the book, I had just celebrated 25 years, which, of course, based on the age that I got sober, represented meant that I had been now sober more than half my life, right? So it was right, a big right. number in itself, and you know the representation and the and the you know what it meant from that perspective. And then I thought, well, you know, what is it about this? And you asked me earlier, you know how did I get here? And it was the people that saw more for me. And the other piece of it that I knew was so moving for me was this, these promises that I heard early in recovery. There was this version of life. You are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. You will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Um, You will comprehend the word serenity and you will know peace. I mean, I'm, I'm running to get my books so that I can make sure I get every one of them in if you want well, me to go through them. But... I got mine right here. I can help you out, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I know that even those first three, I will never, ever forget the first right. time I heard these mm-hmm. and was scared out of my skin to think that that might be true for everybody but me. I thought, oh, my God. I mean, I just can't even imagine having that, and I hope to goodness that they're not telling me that I can't. What do I got to do? Right. What What do I have to do? Because that, to me, was everything that I had ever wanted and thought that I could find through the, you know, the route of addiction that I was following before all that temporary happiness, not never finding peace, but freedom and, you know, freedom from our insecurities and the bondages, all of it. I thought, oh, my gosh, I hope they mean I can have that, too. <laughs> Well, so. well, and yeah, and this is what I love about what you're saying because you know, as I uh, am reminded about these promises and um, and and reminded about how grateful I am, I remember and I was reading your book and and I I just started to cry mm-hmm. uh, because I had so forgotten some of these promises, right? And it, it, you know, when they ask you, are these extravagant promises? You know, where it says, we think not, I'm like, of course they seem like extravagant to me. I could never get through the first one where they say, you know, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we would be amazed before we are halfway through. I'm thinking, I'm not going to make it to halfway. Right. But see. Right, and by the time I stopped puking, excuse my language, excuse me. (laughs) Right. I, you know, I mean, I was 23. I was an entertainer. My eyes cleared up. My skin cleared up. And I performed my sobriety in the first nine months. I was racing through everything and, you know, could memorize the big book. And I was in in a room of people with people in South Carolina where I got sober that were much older. There weren't a lot of 23 year olds running around in my club. And so they all thought I was, you know, entertain, amusing, perhaps. Right. right, but I got stocked up short. I mean, I forget about getting to step nine that gets you to these promises. I was thinking I was going to do a, you know, an inventory way before I was ready to be searching, fearless, thorough, moral, honest. And so, fortunately, there were people who said, "Hang on, little girl. Promises can come true for you, but you're not ready to be honest enough about all the work that comes before that yet." Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they showed me how, and then they took me through it. They didn't leave me on my own to figure that out. So that when I really got there and I was painstaking, the world opened up. Yeah. You know, there are many people that have heard of AA and the 12 steps and, you know, some of the other um, Al-Anon and and, um, the codependence group and so forth and so on. But they're really, when we think about this, and I want to I want to talk with you about this, Jennifer. They're they're really only a handful. When we look at the population at large, there's really only a handful compared to the number of people uh, on this planet or that that might be uh, addicted to something. There's a handful mm-hmm. that have gone through this program, and and you know because some of the guidelines of us that go through this program, especially regard to other people you know, have been sort of this close-knit group that will be there for you and your best day and your worst day. And I want to talk with you about that, especially in the context of the style that you wrote the book. Mm -hmm. Because you're writing this not from a place of let me just tell you what this craziness was about, but you're writing this from a point of optimism, and and I and I'd love for you to talk to folks about the book a little bit, and 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 why this was important to write this this way. Well, it's interesting because when I decided that I was going to write a book <clears throat> that was going to have to do with whatever I could give back of the lessons, the wisdom, the anything that I'd learned on that journey, I honestly didn't really know what format it was going to take. I knew I had the title. Um, I had the subtitle, I woke up, literally woke up with that on my mind one morning, and I knew very little else but that. And so I started this Facebook page and started attracting people to the page and started posting every day. And in that posting, and and of course on my, you know, my my working days with the writing, I would also work on an outline and, and gee, maybe it would be cool on the 15th of every month to have a lesson from my sponsor and open every month with one of the promises because there's 12 of those. You know, so I was doing some of that formatting on the side, but every day the posting itself was really what informed the book. And I had this amazing group of people who I acknowledge in the book who, who were with me from the beginning who said, you know, we love this, we'd love a little more of that. And it turned out that I had a style for writing, for imparting the information that was, sometimes very practical, sometimes a little poetic, a little stream of consciousness perhaps, sometimes a word. And I just got into this rhythm of waking up at 5 o'clock every morning and getting coffee and getting to my writing place at home and seeing what came up around the information, around my recovery and what about this subject and what about that. And I'd write and then I'd post it and then I expanded on it when I was putting the book together itself. But that's really how the information came out. It was a beautiful, beautiful process for me um, to discover not only what I wanted to share with people, but a way to do that, uh, a rhythm with that, if you will, that I didn't know I had until I started doing it. Mm. You know, one of the things that uh, is really clear to me, there is a rhythm to it. And you know what I love about this and about what you just said is, um, you know, it's really clear 
what happens when we say yes to the promises, which means we're saying yes to our unlimited potential in life. And, you know, I don't know about you, but there were a lot, there's a lot of time that I spent saying no to some of these because I didn't think any of it. I I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's easy for you and I to be sitting here and talking and people are listening. But, you know, for me, this was a journey in itself. And there are some days where I look at some of these and I'm like, uh, is that really true? And exactly. I think it's worth, yeah, let's talk about that because you're not coming from a place, at least this is what I get. You're not coming from a place, oh, the journey's over, you know. It, oh, not it, at all. Not right. At all. I've experienced some extraordinary highs in the, in the 27 years and some, I mean, crazy, I'm in the middle of a divorce now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lost businesses, houses, savings. I mean, I've been way, way, I've had Lots of ma- major challenges that, and choices that I've made, frankly, that if I look at, we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. There have been times that I have found myself feeling pure regret for something. And then I go back to these promises and say, what's the work that I have to do so that I regain the promise of not regretting the past, not wishing to shut the door on it, and moving forward from it in an impactful way? Mm-hmm. So then i got to go back. Right, I gotta go inventory and take my part in it, which I don't always want to do. Right, no kidding, right? I I just know that it's worth doing. When I get around to it, it's worth doing. And the lead time between the regret and the work and the promise now has shortened immeasurably. That's the difference. (laughs) (laughs) It used to take me weeks, months. Well, now it doesn't take so long. It, uh, it's really incredible, though, to re- really be having this conversation with you because, you know, I, I, first of all, let's talk about the format of the book and let's talk about the 12 promises and, and how you've identified these promises in each of the months because I, I think that's brilliant. Um, um, what I find myself doing is I, I'm one of these I skip around. So mm-hmm. I, I, I love to, like, have a book like this even though I know that there's an order. I love to have a book and see what page I open to on any given day. Yeah. You know, without any thought. You, know, you go to the book and you go like, oh, what's that? And so I've been fascinated each of the days <laughs> that I've been preparing for this to, to to look and see which page that I would go to. <laughs> Tell, I know what you're thinking. I can do. That's why you're laughing, right? Because you know, yes, right. you know, you you do not get anything that you don't need to hear on any given day. Tell everybody about the format of the book, because I think it's beautiful and brilliant. Well, thank you. Again, I knew that I wanted the, that I wanted the promises themselves from our recovery program to drive the book. I knew that, um, and, and so I, I, you know, found that and got in touch with the people I needed to to have permission to use those, and and I counted them, and I was like, awesome, there's 12. <laughs> and it looks like this is going to be one of those, 365-day meditation books. And one of the inspirations for that, and I have to give a major shout-out to Karen, um, is Karen Casey, who wrote Each Day a New Beginning, has written 20-some-odd, maybe close to 30 books for the recovery community and beyond. And I had Karen's book, Each Day a New Beginning, probably three months into my recovery. And I'm probably on my third edition of it. I mean, it was really just this crazy guide for me along with the other materials and so when I decided to write 
living the promises, I reached out to Karen. I found her online, found an email address, said, you're my hero. I love your work. I'm going to write a book. What do you recommend? Do you like any advice that you have for that process? I'm open. And she said, write every day. Let the spirit move you. Oh, that's great. so I did. And six months later, I got back in touch with her, and she ended up, you know, giving me an, an amazing endorsement for the material. And I, for which I, that and so much more, I'm so, so grateful to her for her friendship and support. But, the, you know, the format started to come together. I just knew that <clears throat> I wanted those promises to head up every chapter. Now, I don't know that every um, entry that follows for the month necessarily completely speaks to that, but I know that what, that people can look at it that way if they want to. They can make that connection if they want to. Um, I knew that those were the guiding principles for me, so I saw those in a big picture way. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. Love is officially in the air. Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show is showing you love all year long, not just for Valentine's Day. Dr. Pat, known for her pay-it-forward manifesto, is now joined by the hosts on Transformation Talk Radio. I'm in love, baby, with Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Amazing host. Incredible guest. Get your groove on. Feel the love. Be the love. Can't get enough of your something. Lots of things I can't get used to. Have you ever considered what money and sex have in common? Brenda St. Louis, founder of Know That You Know, explores the energies of death, money, sex, and our bodies. In her four-week intensive, Debt Into Delight, Getting Intimate With Your Digits, she tickles all those places we don't want to look at, infusing everything with exuberance. Would you be willing to have more money? Would you be willing to have more of you? Explore more of Brenda St. Louis at knowthatyouknow.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. Tune in each Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Mastering the art of dream building in the real world. This hit show will inspire you to start painting the canvas of your life and bring your unique spirit and your amazingly intelligent mind together to find an incredible, practical, real-world strategy to building a life with epic results. Tune in to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. 
Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. The Michael Shane Show. Conversations with the Ascended Masters on Transformation Talk, radio.com. On the third and fourth Monday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. To connect with the Ascended Masters and raise your vibration. Call in for a live, on-air reading with Michael and the Ascended Masters. Visit michaelshane.com. That's M-Y-C-H-A-E-L, shane.com. Or call 800-508-6437 to schedule a full healing session. Are you frustrated by what's happening for you around sex and relationships? Do you long for something different without knowing how to create it? Susan Lazar Hart of Right Relationship for You provides a fresh point of view and practical tools in a light, fun, funny, irreverent, and ultimately life-changing way. Get ready for a new possibility. Visit us at rightrelationshipforyou.com. That's rightrelationshipforyou.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Hey, you know, this is what happens when you do live radio and the vibration of the conversation reaches a level of honesty and authenticity. And, you know, it's really interesting that, you know, for me, this has happened to me a couple of times in the 10 years that I've done this. And, you know, part of this is when People can open their hearts. You know, folks like my guest today, Jennifer Madsen, and I just want to introduce her again to all of you if you missed it. You know, she is the author of Living the Promises, and we were talking about this. This is her book, Coming to Life on the Road uh, to Recovery. And, you know, we're talking about why these promises are so profound and what happens in our lives so, so often where where we get another chance, so to speak. We get another chance, then we get another chance, then we get another chance. And all of these opportun- are opportunities for us to say yes. Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Wasn't that like a fun thing that just happened there, right? It was great. We were so on fire that we just shut down the server or something. Shut down the server. <laughs> uh, shut down. Blew it up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you know what? Isn't it the promises that kept kept you calm, me calm, and I'm like, okay, all right. Well, what was interesting is that at that point we were talking about staying in the now and That's dealing right. with what is, right? Like, and how we do that. And I don't know if we if it went down before or after I shared, but this this fantastic lesson that one of my first sponsors gave me about understanding because I would obsess about everything, you know. So I'm clean, I'm sober. And life is coming at me full force with me, like, fully 
available to it, for better or for worse, and I couldn't do anything with all of the fears and crazies that were coming up except obsess over them. And she'd say, Jennifer, you can't control what comes into your mind, only what you do with it. Here are some tools. And she never just gave me platitudes. She always gave me tools. So when this comes up, do that. When this comes up, do that. But you can't control what comes into your mind. You can only choose what to do with it. And it was huge for me. So it's not that all these years later I never feel fear, anxiety, obsession, or the like. It's when it arises, I have countless tools to deal with it, including, you know, a server that glitches on you every now and again. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I love this because, uh, you know, I, I've done interviews with Olivia Newton-John and have, you know, the call connection that we were on dropped three times in the middle of the interview. And, you know, it's fascinating because somehow along the road of our recovery, we've learned something, something perhaps that we didn't have before. And it's not just one thing. There are many, many things. And, you know, let's talk about this in, in terms of the book. What do these promises mean to you? And is there any one over the other that you love to call up and remember more than the others? Mm. Great question. Um, first of all, what these promises continue to mean to me um, in total is this uh, package, <clears throat> excuse me, this whole package, if you will, that if I'm off the beam in any way in my life, and really that has to do with my internal compass, and I'm uncertain and just kind of feeling lost, which we all sometimes do, it is an amazing process to go back to this collection of 12 promises and say, okay, where is it? What is it? What's, what's missing? What, where am I off the beam? And so it's been a reference point for me forever, you know, since, since I got sober. And as far as favorite promise, wow, um, we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. Oh. I think that, uh, I don't think, I know that the work that I've done, the tools that I've been given, the, the absolute certainty that this is the right path to be on gave me room, gave room for my intuition to arise in a way that has been more useful and more impactful than I ever, ever could have dreamed of. I mean, it's extraordinary, the power of that intuition when you do the work to make room for it. Yeah, and isn't that just what happened now? I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, if if in the middle of an interview that's going out to a lot of folks all over the globe uh, and, and the server crashes, you know, it, think about the promise that you just mentioned right there. I mean, right? Right. Um, you know, the thing that I love about these and the one that was hardest for me, and I'd love for you to talk about this, because I think these promises go beyond uh, recovery, And what I mean by that is there's a belief that if you believe in these, you know, there are so many things that you can move beyond in your life. I mean, think about what's happening to people now. I, I, I was some statistic I was reading about the level of, first of all, alcohol consumption and uh, alcohol slash drug consumption uh, and uh, over-the-counter prescription like Oxy and so forth. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, those yeah, that, those are the new crazies, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and so the, this, this is like skyrocketing right now. You know, the environment, the stress, and then along with that abuse. And it, it, people are in tough shape. And so these promises, you know, are so important to give people a sense of hope. And And I was really struck by one of them, and let's talk about that from the point of view of your journey and what your message is and passion. And it's the one that says, you know, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. You know, we will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. I was homeless at 17. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the last time that I was out of funds, out of relationship. But friendship never dies. And I think in sobriety, I think we can rise up and look at the world in a different way. How has how has that particular promise affected your life? Well, it makes me think of all the work that really has to be done. Um, to realize any of these promises. I had to be walked through, forced through, drugged through in some cases, (laughs) this process of looking at my past for what it was. Not better than it was, not worse than it was. I wasn't allowed to glorify it or diminish it. Let's look at what was. Now let's take, you know, help you, Jennifer, Take responsibility for your part in it, not in a way that you need to, like, club yourself over the head with, um, but look at what was driving your choices, what were you trying to get to, um, et cetera. There's that deep inventory work when I was ready to take it on. And God knows I didn't do just one, right? So I did one and one inventory, and it was very surface. And I remember saying to my sponsor then, well, what if I don't cover everything? (laughs) You'll get a shot at another one. Whatever you didn't deal with will come back up and you can deal with it then. So she was amazing. My first sponsor was extraordinary. Um, So, you know, once I learned how to put all that out there, right, and put it out there with someone that wasn't going to run screaming into the night from it who would actually help me use that information for my greater good, then I got to to the point where I could figure out how to use it for somebody else's good. You know, I I mean, once I stopped being so afraid of me and my choices, then I could start, you know, the fear of people, of other people started to leave me. Um, I became more interested in other people because I was freeing myself of, all of that baggage of the past because I'd gotten some light on it and I'd put some perspective to it. My whole attitude and outlook upon life changed. Now, it wasn't just inventory, right? I had to share that with somebody and then I had to go make some amends for it. And amends is not apology. I thought in the beginning that amends was, let me go around and talk about, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's not an amends. Amends is, um, what can I do to make this better? Here's where I was responsible how can, and how it hurt you, and how can I make this better? I mean, there is no greater focus on someone other than yourself than that process. 
Mm. And I would tell you that that really set me free because mm. it was hard and it was more amazing than I ever thought it was going to be. And then these promises were like, wow, fear of people. Because it doesn't say that I'm never going to have economic insecurity. It says fear of it will That's leave right. Me. That's right. And the fear of it did leave me because, as you said, you know, by this time I had developed enough true, strong relationships, frankly, that I knew that even if things got really, really horrible, that I was a decent enough person and had made myself more useful, that I'd probably have some support somewhere. Would mm. it be okay? Yeah. I'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this is really, you know, for a lot of folks tuning in, um, a very special guest. The book is Living the Promises, Jennifer Matson. Jennifer, let's take a minute and let folks know, A, how they can find out more about you. And then also, um, what's the best place for folks to get a copy of your book? Okay, so um, my website is jennifermadsen.com, and my first name is spelled with one N, and Madsen is spelled with an O. So I'm everywhere on Facebook under Jennifer, J-E-N-I-F-E-R, Madsen, M-A-D-S-O-N. They can find my Facebook page for the book, Living the Promises. You just search that, you'll find the book there. And then, of course, anywhere books and e-books are sold, you can um, search Living the Promises on Amazon and find it really easily as well as Barnes & Noble. Um, I think those are our major retailers. That's great. Um, I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you, follow you on Twitter. Um, I want to take a a minute, and for those of you listening, I mean, the book has got more inspiration than you can muster. Um, and, and and we've talked a, a bit about how important these promises are. Um, the thing that I have found along the way is I've had some support of people that have taken this journey with me. Um, and as a matter of fact, you know, one of them who actually would go to meetings with me. And what they say to me is they had no idea of the strength of the of the AA program and recovery. I mean, these are people that can come to the open meetings and so forth and and, sure. and be part of that. And so at first it's a little foreign to them. You know, the level of sharing and the gut honesty. So the question And the laughter. And the, oh, well, yeah, you got to be able to laugh at yourself. Are you kidding? Um but the question that that I want to ask you about isn't directly related to the promises. It's indirectly related. And I want to ask you about forgiveness. Mm. You know, what does that come to mean to you? And how have you come to know it in this journey? Wow. Um, You know, my whole life in addiction, uh, when I was actively using, was about fault um, whose fault it was. I was at fault. You were at fault. You didn't understand me. I was doing something shameful again. It was all about fault because there was no conscious living going on. And the people that I attracted had little to no boundaries. So they played in that, they, you know, they played into um, so much of that craziness and, and all that fault finding and shame spiraling every day all the time. 
And so then getting sober and, and getting clean enough, clear enough, healthy enough to take a look at what had gone on, how I was even after I got sober. I mean, because I didn't just clean up and go, oh, I'm this upstanding, you know, person. I just wasn't drinking. I was still manipulative mm-hmm. and uh, used people to get what I wanted until I had some people who just really busted that out of me, family, friends, sponsors, um, through this process of, like I talked about a minute ago, this inventory and looking at things. And when I could learn how to forgive myself, I know that may sound a little a little trite perhaps, um, I could learn how to, you know, it was compassion. It was finding compassion. And I, when you can find compassion, which is not sympathy. Sympathy is this removal of, of connection. Um, empathy, compassion. Look, I've been there, and I know other people have been places in their lives that they're not so excited about either. Right. They choices they weren't so excited about. And so we're humans, right? And the sheer humanity and uh, this generation of compassion, because I had sponsors who would not allow me to go into righteous indignation. Oh, I can't believe that. And they go, oh, wait a minute, hold up there, because, hang on, sister, remember when we talked about X? Oh, yeah, that's right. So understanding and talking and having people that could, kind of shine a light on, look, no one's perfect. This is progress, not perfection. Let's find compassion. Let's find understanding. Even if you don't agree that you can find understanding, then you can find forgiveness, and you can move on. And that is an extraordinary freedom. In, in, in this journey, because now we move on with our life, right? We make decisions. Sometimes we make decisions about the relationships we're in. You know, whether they're bosses and family, you know, first, let me thank you for joining me here today. You know, I know this oh, this hour has you. gone. Uh, yeah, I, I please. I hope you will come back. I, I think it would be wonderful. Anytime. Anytime. Um, I want to ask you in these closing minutes of the show, I, I wanted to ask you two last questions. You know, one question is um, about the message that the promises give for the people out there that are not in recovery um, but want to change their lives, you know, what would you say to them about this book and what this book will help them with? Absolutely. I think that the bottom line uh, messages, and I I think about it from the perspective of what it says in my bio about the, the people, the range of people I've worked with from mentoring at-risk youth to the work I do as a, a consultant and coach in the Fortune 100 world, you know, at the end of the day, if people can find an understanding and an, and an appreciation for principles before personalities to make this about something bigger than just me and my needs, um, taking personal responsibility for where you are in life, and and then consequently where you want to go and doing something for this, you know, being connected to some power greater than you that can help you be more impactful, that's mm. universal. That's just universal. We all need that. Wow. Uh, thank you again. Uh, one last question. What is your personal message, Jennifer? What's your personal message? And thank you so much for the voice you bring to this level of freedom. Thank you so much. What would you like to leave oh. us with? 
Well, I think that we all have this extraordinary opportunity, in recovery or not, to develop our God-given, whatever God's about, our God-given talents for the sake, not only our own sake, but the sake of, of people we can serve. And when we step up to that and really are open to that, the world opens up in unimaginable ways, and I am ex- extremely grateful for that opportunity in my life. If I can help anybody else in that way, I'm honored to do so. Really thrilled to be with you tonight. Thank you so much. Wow. And, you know, for those of you out there, um, I just want to make sure you know that uh, the book is Living the Promises, Coming to Life on the Road to Recovery. Jennifer Matson, my very special guest, we're going to bring you back so that we can really get, we can have that chit-chat we had uh, earlier <laughs> about the about the promises. But thank you so much, Jennifer. And, uh, you know, maybe you and I, we're going to have to get on those motorcycles and meet up with each other and uh, have some fun. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Thank you guys for tuning us in, turning us on. I want to thank all of our stations for broadcasting the show, for all of you out there that tune us in, turn us on, and make sure if you've missed any part of this and you'd love to connect again, uh, please go to the drpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. It has been an honor and a pleasure, and thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the show and supporting us in the way you have. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, Believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. Oh, aren't you tired of the same old negative vibe? Hey, Valerie, have you heard about TransformationTalkRadio.com? No, what's that? Dr. Pat is launching a new network. and she... Dr. Pat? Dr. Pat. How many hours is she going to be on? It won't be all Dr. Pat. She'll be joined by her friends. 
transformative hosts from around the globe. TransformationTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 network. 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her guests? No, 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her hosts. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Where is it going to be broadcast? You're going to be able to hear her in Seattle, Boston, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, on over 300 cable radio stations, and on the Internet everywhere. Listen live at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Great. We should spread the word. Absolutely. Spread the word. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But... I don't know about that. Love is officially in the air. Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show is showing you love all year long, not just for Valentine's Day. Dr. Pat, known for her Pay It Forward manifesto, is now joined by the hosts on Transformation Talk Radio. I'm in love, baby, with Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Amazing host, incredible guest. Get your groove on. Feel the love, be the love. Can't get enough of your something. Some things I can't get used to. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive. to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 